Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Seth Rollins should beat Bobby Lashley next week for the United States Championship. And here's why. I am Luke Cohen, D-A-D. That's the reason why, by the way. And I'm joined this week by Professor Dan Layton, everyone. Welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast Raw Review, where Dan and I, before we came on mic, were talking about our hotel guilty pleasures and what we watch on the Food Network. And I'm furious. I'm like seething a little bit here because Luke just trash talked the barefoot contessa and i don't have time for she it. is so boring no i disagree she's no, lovely. No, lovely food network is designed for guy fieri yes Dennis and dies and any show that guy fieri's on and mystery diners but also people sometimes it's nice to just watch a nice person who has obsessive amounts of money cook nice foods in the hamptons and, and do essentially do a travelogue for rich play, rich people i you say nice i say boring please Wrong. do give us a subscribe i'm just gonna talk over you now lynn and uh give us a thumbs up and get your ultra chats in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support we'll read out all of them above the five us dollar amount none of your canadian or australian or your great british pounds thank you very much because they're worth nothing so I am not going forward in this podcast where I am the limb of this dynamic. I'm not allowing that to be the discourse. <laughs> well, so uh, if anyone's watching the video version of this, uh, to show my dominance for this, I'm going to be the Rhea Ripley of this episode because Sullivan made me a cup of tea in a mug that says mummy. Mummy. It says mummy on it. Luke Owen, M-U-M. <laughs> so I, I, well, that's why I'm Rhea Ripley this week. Well, okay, so then, yeah. I have to also be Partridge and you have to be Lynn. Oh, fine. <laughs> the true hero of the piece. Uh, my kid loves Bluey. Yeah, I've heard of and, that. And uh, I uh, found the Bluey theme song extended oh, on geez. Spotify as part of a Bluey album. Yeah. And the theme tune to Bluey is very simple. It's just the music, and then they introduce the characters. Mum, Dad, Bingo, Bluey. Yeah. Mum. And then on Spotify, no, no, as, as people know on Spotify, it's got the lyrics on there. Right. So you can just like <laughs> click the lyrics. <laughs> It has got the lyrics to to Bluey. 
but believe me, Dan, I was furious to see that they had uh, credited it as Mom. Oh. M-O-M. And I was like, oh, no, honey. No. This is an, well, Aust- an Australian show. It is M-U-M. Thank you very much. Do you know that in Birmingham and other places in the, in the, in the Midlands, they say Mom? I, I know. My friend, my friend Kelly Phillips, who grew up near Dudley, she used to say my mom. But and that's, she used to spell like, it M O M. Yeah, well, I mean, my uh, an ex girlfriend of mine from Sunderland, her brother used to spell it Mam. M- oh, well, that's different. That, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But M O M in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland is not kosher. It's, it's not absolutely. And that's why we all, as one, <laughs> reject Birmingham. <laughs> So anyway, this episode of Raw, um, we struggled to find a talking point for this week's episode. Yeah, because it was—it was actually a very, very good episode of the show. Yeah, it was—it was decent. That, that, that certainly built towards Extreme Rules this weekend. I thought that was a go-home show. The pacing was a little bit peculiar, and it was a little bit out of order, and and there was a there was nothing that for me a go-home show is build, 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 bang. Mm. And yes, it didn't have that big killer. It didn't angle. have a big bang. Um, and yeah, I, I, don't, I, I even said, well, I came in, I was like, I'm not too sure what the talking point is going to be. And I was kind of going through like what I tend to do if I can't think of a talking point or I'm not really sure like what my big takeaway mm. from the show has been is that I go to WWE's YouTube channel and okay. go see what the most popular videos are. You hack there, the system. I, and see what other people are really interested in. And from what I could gather, it was Dexter Loomis, but we've kind of already, we've beaten that horse into the ground. Also, yeah. the story is not moving, so you can't really do that one. Yeah. Uh, Braun Strowman, because mm-hmm. he's tall, mm-hmm. but there was nothing to really say about that either. No. And Seth Rollins attacking Bobby Lashley. Right. Coupled with Seth Rollins segments with Matt Riddle mm. in the face-to-face. Like, those two, very, very good numbers when you sort of combine it all together. The other one was Balor and the Judgment Day, but we, we covered that last week. Yeah. So I thought we'll talk about Seth here, because... I think Seth should win the US title next week. Okay. I think the this brand, while we do not have Roman around, because Roman is on a part-time uh, schedule mm-hmm. and is not here, and even when he is here, very rarely comes to Raw. He's only coming to yep. Raw next week because it's the season premiere. We need a champion. We need a top men's championship. Yeah. And we kind of have that with the US title. I think since Trips has taken over, he's been doing his best efforts to make the US title feel more. They were even saying as much on commentary that the US title has meant more now than it has in years. Mm. But he's done a lot to build the belt, but not a lot to build the, the man champion. behind the belt. Yeah. And if you go back and you watch Bobby when Vince was running the show, reactions he got were enormous. Mm. And actually, the like two weeks after when Triple H took over, those reactions were still enormous for Bobby. He came out this week, and maybe it was just this crowd, but it has happened in front of other crowds as well. It was a lot more muted. Subdued. Subdued is a good word. People just aren't as into Bobby anymore. Mm. I think part of that is his matches, which we'll get into when we talk about the Mustafa Ali match, because boy, how did that have something in it that really wound me up. But I, but then you look at other people on the, on the car, and you're like, oh, they're way more over than Bobby Lashley mm. is. And the key person there is Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, it's it's been interesting since Trips has taken over. He's doing his, you know, he's it's felt very much like he's he essentially he's playing my GM mode. He's like really <laughs> um, focusing on his storylines and his pet people, and 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 it's like I will say one of the things that I have enjoyed most about this this nascent Hunter era is that there are uh, clear. Feuds, 
I know who is, I know, and I don't know why they're fighting with the exception of Loomis. I know what's going on. I like it. I'm into it. Um, but unfortunately, as a result, a fair few people have sort of fallen by the wayside because we do see the same characters on TV every week. And when you have a three hour show, that's kind of an interesting thing. I am also intrigued by um, the way that he built this belt hype, 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 hype from the off. We, we, we all were big fans of that first episode where there was the, the package narrated by JBL. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was cool. It was a, it was a, because we care about the mid-car belts. They're not presented in a way that's made us feel it. But that's how it's been the past few years. So to finally see the belt presented as that, again on commentary bit by bit, has been very exciting. If you weren't going to do anything with the man behind the belt, why not put it on Champa? That said, obviously Champa has his own storyline with the Miz, although not around lately, but that's that's another thing. Um, so it has been curious to to see that kind of stumble a little bit by virtue of Bobby just sort of showing up and being at the show and maybe wrestling and maybe not. Like well, we, we talked about this the last couple of weeks. Bobby's problem is that he is just defending his belt in other people's views. Yes. A lot like actually um, Jurassic Express when they had the tag belts in AEW. Never had their own storyline. They were just defending it in three-way tag matches with tag teams that were feuding with each other. And they were just there to to hold the mm. belts, and then would probably get the win at the end of it. And it was no, it wasn't actually that inspiring or that good of a run. And I just think that's what Lashley's had these last few months, where he just hasn't really done much with the belt. And when I was watching, like Bobby came out, my first thought was like, man, look at the reaction he was getting a couple of months ago compared to what he's getting now, and he, it's night and day. And then I saw Rollins come out and attack Lashley, and the place went ballistic because mm. Seth Rollins showed up. And then the reactions that Rollins and Riddle got in there face-to-face, I just had this sudden realization, like, he's that's your guy. That's mm. your guy right there. you got Roman on SmackDown. It should be Seth on Raw, whether mm. it's a heel or a face. I think Seth is just on fire right now and is just controlling the audience like no one else. Mm. And... It kind of made me start thinking about what happens in the fight pit this coming weekend. Yeah, it's interesting. Because they announced later on in the show that because uh, Seth attacked Bobby after his match with Mustafa Ali, which I thought was a good match with the exception of one particular moment, that Bobby challenges Seth for the title next week. So you've got Seth Rollins on Saturday in the fight pit with Matt Riddle. Daniel Cormier is the special guest referee. And then on Monday, season premiere of Raw, he's going for the US Championship. Yes. So... I, I I will I will let you uh, make your point in a second. I think we are looking at Fight Pit where Matt Riddle really needs a win because he has just been beaten from pillar to post mm. in this Seth Rollins feud. And I think he needs to win here to end this feud. And a good way to, quote-unquote, rehabilitate Rollins after that loss of the pay-per-view is to give him the title belt two nights later. Interesting. Because I feel a little bit the opposite, which is that by virtue of announcing this match... You've kind of can Rollins really go into a title match fresh off a loss? Do you know what I mean against a cage fighter? And like Bobby has had experience in the UFC as well. Like he's he, he's not uh, uh, look at his ears. He's not averse to being punched yeah. in the head. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if it's UFC, but certainly MMA. Well, yeah, better, better that's one. I don't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not okay with the uh, the the mixed martial arts. No, Bellin's tour. I'm a little bit too soft for that. Um, <laughs> but I find the um the idea. As soon as I saw the graphic, I was like, oh, well, logically speaking, Rollins is then winning on Saturday because I also agree that I think Seth should be the champion, if only because Bobby has lost his bite a little bit. I loved, you know, a sort of like 
more money Bobby Lashley with mm. MVP as part of the hurt the so good the hurt business. Thank you. I was I was going to call them them the hurt locker, and I was like, that's not <laughs> that's not appropriate. Um, very different group. Very different. Uh, but the the um, he he had that kind of swagger, the way he wore suits, the glasses, ah, oh, dripping. Everything about him was, you know, and that's why he was getting those big reactions. I think that he was being booked really well, and he's just lost a little bit of his bite. He something has. we've seen with Alexa Bliss as well. Um, so I I I. I feel like it. it's not all over for Bobby. I think that he still gets Absolutely good not. reactions. I still think it's very clear that people are interested and want to see him. I just think that he's not as champion. It's like, how do we, how do we present our... How do we get a big champion on the show? Because we do need one because Roman isn't there. Roman isn't there. How do we have a big champion on the show? Do we build the current champion up or do we change the title? I think the appropriate move would be to change who the champion is. But I don't see... I don't know. It feels like... Going from a loss to then winning the championship just feels like a bit of whiplash for me. That it, it's a very that narratively doesn't make sense. It's like it's a very Vince McMahon thing. Yeah, to do and in I don't terms like it. Of like, well, we, he's going to have money in the bank, so we can just beat him all the time because mm. eventually he's just going to be the WWE champion. So yeah. it doesn't matter that they've taken all that losses, which actually you know, they've been doing with Austin Theory since he's won Money in the Bank. But it's felt and like actually, it just felt I, like a character thing rather yes. than a or we can get away with it thing. I think that I think that Rollins losing would feel like we can just get away with it. It doesn't really well, matter. So here's my pitch. Okay. Here's my big pitch, everyone. Now, some people saw I posted this up on Twitter earlier, mm-hmm. but my pitch is at Extreme Rules this Saturday, Rollins loses, like Rollins passes out in this. Daniel Cormier says, Rollins, you passed out. Rollins argues, I did not pass out. Daniel Cormier screwed me out of my win. I'm still undefeated in the fight pit and do you do it as a character thing. Mm-hmm. He then beats Bobby Lashley and wins the United States Championship. You then set up from that Rollins versus Cormier for the United States Championship at Crown Jewel. Do you think, is that on the cards? I, 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 well, I, I don't know, but apparently Cormier is looking to get into, apparently he's always wanted to get into wrestling. He was going to be a wrestler at one point in TNA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's very much a sort of WWE thing to do right now is to get him on a Logan Paul type contract where you just come in and do the big it's shows It's a curious thing for him to be the special referee with no eye to the future. Whether or not this is a test run to see whether or not he vibes. And I actually really liked his promo. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the show. But um, I liked his involvement. Um, I just, yeah. I um, mm. So when I, I posted this up, a lot of people said that they think it's going to be Cormier versus Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. Which, which I'll be honest, scans. Yeah, which does scan, but I'll be honest, it sounds horrible. Because <laughs> as we saw with Brock and Cain Velasquez a couple of years ago, worked MMA in wrestling is always a bit of a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, bad time. But so I actually think Rollins versus Cormier, for me on paper, feels like a much bigger and better watch than watching Brock versus Cormier in, in a worked wrestling match fight at crown jewel it just also feels like a very crown jewel match to have mm. and cormier is a massive seth rollins fan yeah so he'd probably be well up for it as well and i think rollins would be quite keen for it and i just think that it's coming off the loss because you're right you want to come off the loss of fight pit with something massive that mm. means that doesn't negate the loss because the loss should mean something so you use that as part of the storyline to fuel uh, rollins winning and going across to crown jewel it means the fight pit still means something and rollins sorry uh, Riddle can go off and do something else off the back of it as well because I do that's, think this should, end, this should end the feud absolutely 100%. and that's the, 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 the only thing that I have that is an asterisk next to how I feel about the match should go mm. is the fact that I know what Rollins' next move is you know he's already established you know I want a championship run I want a shot at something in fact he's getting a match 
Um, and also, when I talk about it being weird that we've announced the match, it kind of makes sense because you have that whole season premiere thing. Even though, you want to make it feel big time. Y- yeah, even though it's a bit weird to have a season <laughs> premiere of an episodic show, but like, fine. I just um, said, like, Tempest and Pete made the point that surely that means that this was the season finale. Yeah, and as season finales <laughs> go, it was not the one. However, um, I don't know what Riddle does next if he loses. No. Other than go away for a bit. And I do, I mean, I've, I've always been a champion of an off-season. I've always been a champion of wrestlers go away. Rotating. You look, yeah, because from a, a, it's basic football. Like, you want to rotate your squad so that everyone's at their top. And if you're playing, 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 you're, you're going to be a little bit, you know, weak. So n- not only is it rotation for rehabilitation for their physical bodies, as fans as well, we then get more excited when it's like, oh, you're back. Oh, yeah. well, you get you get a return pop without having to have been off, off the shelf, like injured for ages and ages and ages. So other than Riddle taking some time away, what does he do if he doesn't win this match? Winning the match does at the very least give him something to boost into something else. That's Well, that's again, that kind of highlights more the problem that we haven't got a top champion yeah. on, on the show at the moment. So I don't really know what you do. I, honestly, I don't know what you do with Riddle after this. I'd be mm. very curious to see what you guys think in yeah. the comments down below and in the live chat. Um, I think you're right. Like taking some time off would be good because I think like Riddle has felt not rudderless because this Rollins feed is doing a lot for him, mm. but he is not at Randy Orton, RK bro levels of no. over that he was at the start of this year when they were like the best thing that was on Raw. So I'll be curious to see what they do with Riddle afterwards. As to, uh, for Rollins, I am all in on him winning next week. I would agree. Because if he doesn't win next week, then here is what I would say. Give me something with Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Give him a story. Give him a feud. Give him something. So he's not just a lad that defends his belts. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. But let's see what you think of all of this. You have deep, deep in thought. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking all of the story. I mean, that's just my, I have, I have resting pensive face. I have learned this over the years. I, sometimes people think I look deep in thought and I am just singing Gangnam Style in my head. In mm. this case, I was just thinking about the various uh, potentials. But yeah, if I'm like talking and then suddenly my face goes. What are you thinking of this from DNM that says Riddle and Balor feud? Yeah, I mean, Riddle has been flirting with the Judgment Day, hasn't he? There's, yeah. a, there's a, I think for me, I'm more more interested in Balor and AJ and what they're going to do together. Whether or not AJ then joins Judgment Day and then they can feud with Riddle, uh, Riddle, Riddle. So Riddle involved in Judgment Day in some way. I think that's pretty. You're yeah. right. They've already started. They set that up a couple of weeks yeah. ago, so now we can kind of pay off on, or at least actually get that just story go going. with it. Yeah, I actually yeah, really yeah. like that as an idea. So yeah. thank you for that in the chat. Uh, Charles Berg in the old chat said, I don't want uh, Seth to win against Lashley. I'm more interested in Lashley versus Walter. I'd like to go on record that if I'm right about Loomis being Mrs. Brother, there should be a five minute segment about why I'm an amazing detective slash genius on the next podcast. Well, we'll hold you to that. Uh, Charles <laughs> so this would be the idea that at Survivor Series, it's champ versus champ. But Trips has said it's not going to be brand versus brand. Yeah, this year. and you kind of can't because of the bloodline uh, at the moment holding um, all the belts. Yeah, you really moved away from that. However, you know, Walter and Sheamus have proven that two big people can have the kind of match that is not just based on you know five minutes slap about and go away. They yeah. had a, they had a really intense and like you know gripping match. Walter Lashley is a vibe. Like, yeah, I'm into that. However, there's no reason you can't do that. Uh, I, uh, there's been talk of a draft not that the brand state matters anymore but yep. like there's been talk of a draft that could come in the future again Lashley yeah. needs a bit of bite a bit of character a bit of something to do a storyline would help um, so before we think about like what matches we'd like to see with Lashley primarily I'd like to see Lashley have a character me too uh, Gabriel Reyes said I wouldn't mind Seth being US champion I'm wary though if any of the female challengers win at Extreme Rules you run the risk of having too many heel champions I'm speaking for myself but I prefer more of a balance so that would be if I guess you're thinking of Ronda as the heel in that scenario which I don't think Ronda is a, a heel on, on Smackdown well, they're, they're flirting aren't they they're, yeah. they're twizzling yeah but I only think it, it certainly doesn't help because no one likes Liv yeah it's sort of making people Which's like Ronda wild. I know. Well, it's also bad booking yeah. has led you to that decision and led you to that conclusion, rather. And uh, our predictions video goes up tomorrow on the WrestleTalk so podcast channel for Extreme Rules. Um, although an edited version of it will be on the main WrestleTalk news channel today. I think Belair retains. Do you? Rules. 100% I think she retains. Well, the closing image of this show um, would suggest that you're right, because that tends to be the way. However... I personally would be more interested in Bailey winning. I, I, I'm sort of, you know, I've got all the time in the world for Bianca as a performer, as an in-ring performer, but as as champ, I'm sort of like, well, I don't know what next for you, but that's I, I don't I don't know is the answer. Yeah, I I'm more excited by the idea of Bailey winning, and if Bailey does, then yeah, you would have all heel champs. Although Triple H does enjoy that kind of tweener status, and and something about Seth is, you know, he's outwardly a heel. He is performing in a heel way. But he does have the fans sort of caring. When I think of face Seth Rollins, 
I think again of a bit toothless, a bit of a. There's, it's the same. It's you know, you know when, when Drew was. Yeah, when Drew Drew came out and and would be like, "Hey, what? It's great to be here." And Seth kind of had that same thing. There's something being a babyface is hard. Oh yeah. And there are some people who are such natural heels, and Seth is one of those people, especially in this particular guise. If he could find a way to to keep this character but lean more into chaotic good on the on the alignment chart. That could be curious. I just don't see that coming. So that is, a, I think, a very fair question mark. Unless you build up to Survivor Series uh, where championships sort of matter slightly less mm. and the Royal Rumble championships matter slightly less, like in terms of like yeah, match cards. Because we don't know what the Survivor Series... Yeah. Is. We don't know what Survivor Series looks like now. No. Because it's not brand on brand. It's not yeah. brand warfare. So we don't really know what Survivor Series looks like outside of there being two War Games matches. Mm. So perhaps title matches will mean something on the show where they haven't previously. But yeah. we won't know until we get close to that time. It's interesting. Yeah. On to the main show. If you want to get your thoughts in, it is wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read support. out all of them above the five US dollar amounts. This show kicked off with the Jugment Day versus AJ Styles and Reg Mysterio, where we they announced Daniel Cormier will be the special guest referee of Fight Pit. Now, I'm going to presume that... They told Daniel Cormier last week when he filmed his cameo that he was going to announce yeah, that he is the special like guest that. referee. Yeah. And then they were like, no, the smarter move here is to leak this to, leak this to Ariel Helwani yeah. and he can tweet it out to his millions of MMA fans. Yeah, way, way smarter. Way, way smarter move. It made Daniel Cormier's announcement video weird later on. No, yeah. But hey, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, we also uh, got Balor cutting a promo here. It's the same promo you've heard the Judgment Day cuts with added uh, <laughs> added hype man work from uh, what was it? Tell him Finn. <laughs> what was it called for that? My man, my man, my man. Tell him Finn. Yeah. Um, the crowd did chant, "Who's your daddy?" At Dom, they did. Oh, do you remember uh, you uh, last week? Damien Priest said, "No mercy," mm. uh, and you were thrilled. On this week, Byron said that they were coming for vengeance. So between Judgment Day, No Mercy, and Vengeance, they're all coming back. They're confirmed. all coming back. Triple H does love the attitude era. DX are on the show next week. Um, uh, I wrote in my edited review that this week, Dom looks like your sister's new boyfriend that definitely likes Kid Rock. <laughs> he had his little waistcoat open, which yeah. meant that he was a slightly more sort of loose version of Dom. I, I originally wrote down said Dom, who this week is dressed as uh, your, friend's, your friend's new boyfriend that outside of your friendship group that you definitely have heard rumors he makes money selling weed to college kids oh that's almost certainly what he's doing um promo wise it was the same promo as before but we did fall into a trope that i'm getting a little bit bothered about wrestling worldwide mm -hmm. which is fluffing your line and calling attention to it one time it happened with bailey fine now everyone is doing it, it happened with soraya and her mm -hmm promo um <laughs> and it happened here as well so i was like oh i'm it. so angry i said yesterday but i meant to say last week don't call attention to your fluffs just move I because we would it. no get to my nerves scripted promos no ma'am I, I i think they can they can feel just boring and lifeless but there is something between scripted promos and going out there and winging it a rehearsal wouldn't you know do some more promo classes makes you wonder what was going on in those because there was a couple of other promos later on where i was like what are you saying Makes you wonder what was going on in the old promo classes down in the uh, performance center. 
you know when Kevin Nash came on and was like, this is where the big boys come to play, huh? Look at the adjective. Play. Mm-hmm. That's a verb, right? It sure is. But imagine if he'd gone, look at the adjective. Oh, I'm, just, I'm so mad to be here. I said adjective when I meant verb. Play. Don't call attention to it. Just move and none of us will care. Well, I don't know, but we all do care though because he still gets that. But we didn't at the time. <laughs> I think even at the time, people were like, that's a verb, mate. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, that was more iconic than, than what, I mean, no one's going to call. No. You know, hey, hey, Finn, remember that one raw promo on the Go Home Show for Extreme Rules where you said last yesterday when you meant last week? No one will remember this. Just get... Do it. So here is my big thing from this match, though. And this is something we're going to see a lot more of. There was a WrestleVotes report last week, I believe, that said Bauer is in line for a massive push yeah. in this company. Like mm. they, Triple H has got, he loves Finn Balor, and he's going to be giving him a lot of stock and is going to be pushing him to the moon. Well, I mean, Finn was literally the kingpin of the widely regarded highest most prominent NXT run. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and he went back and had a great heel run yeah, there as well. Yeah. And this match here really solidified to me that that WrestleVotes report probably has some merit to mm-hmm. it. Uh, and I, I think he's going to win this coming Saturday. Mm-hmm. This was a tag match that followed a very uh, simple WWE tag team formula, which is Babyface A runs wild, then gets worked over to do a hot tag to Babyface B. Babyface B runs wild, then gets worked over by the heels to tag Babyface A in, and then you go to a finish. Yeah. And they did that up until the finish because they didn't do the second hot tag. The heels just beat up AJ and A and Rey Mysterio for a while and then won. Mm. There was some distraction on the outside. Well, that's a bit of a running theme throughout the night. Um, with Rhea and Dominic. Mm. But the key to this is. Finn Balor and Damian Priest just beat up Ray and AJ and then won. This was a dominating win. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was one thing I I, I don't mean to kind of be pedantic. Go for it. I apologize to everybody in advance. Using the three amigos in a Rey Mysterio match is now so tired. Stop it. You, you, it's one of those things where it's like it's like coming out saying your local sports team sucks. It's it's cheap. Once in a while, diminishing returns. If you use things again and again and again, it sort of sucks you out of it. So that got on my nerves. However, everything else I was really for. I was really, I mean, I, and I do think that while the promo was a bit weird with a bit of the sort of, you know, um, my man, and yeah, do you tell him, Finn? Like, it was all, it was all a bit, all that loses. But um, the, the, the body of the match and, the, and like you say, the format and the way they did it, and also just Finn Balor's general intensity, it, it's working for me. And I actually really liked the, um, uh, the interference here. I thought it was really, really smart from a narrative perspective that's I was it. a big fan this was uh, interference much like we get in the solos cover match later yeah. that's done for storyline and character Huge. reason as opposed to just done for the just, sake of doing which I think which every other anyone. every other match was because it was this whole thing of oh also uh, Corey, Corey Graves on the commentary I don't mean to I promise I do more than just listen to the commentary every week but Corey Graves on commentary referenced Robert Eggers's art house horror film The Witch did he he did and I was like Corey, pop off. It wasn't his first movie reference of the night. We'll get to that in a little bit. The Vavitch. Um, the the, the, the Vavitch was referenced, yeah. But it was a really smart ending that kind of made the point that every, even in a tag match, and I did have this thought when they came out, I was like, isn't this storyline that AJ's supposed to be on his own? Who is he going to be tagging with? Is it going to be Matt Riddle? Mm, what's that? Oh, it's Ray. Okay, well, I see. Fine. They're a tag. They had a little fist bump. All good. The idea that even in a tag match, people are so self-interested that they will sort of leave you high and dry and you will lose and you'll get beaten up for it was really tasty. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. And I loved 
both Ray and AJ's responses to it. Exactly. Did you see a, a, as Ray sort of stormed off? He sort of like ripped his. Yeah. The, the idea of him getting so pissed, he might go away for a bit. I don't know. And that was it. And because Balor and the Judgment Day then beat down AJ, yeah. Ray was not there to make the save because AJ had pushed Ray over, pushed away someone that had his back, mm. so to speak. So then when he was being down, no one had his back again. It further proves Balor's point that he's been making to AJ for the last few weeks. And that whole "I'm your friend," I'm yeah. you know, uh, I I loved this. This, this is this is my favorite thing on yeah. Raw. This is yeah. my favorite thing on Raw, and it's the Judgment Day. I know, I keep coming back to that. Cannot get over how much. Even the, the fact the, that they opened the show made me go, "Oh, Trips really vibes really, with the Judgment really Day," and I them. thought they were in the bin. Yeah, he oh, he loves this. Group. Yeah, he really really does. Um, we then had the Bobby Lashley backstage segment yep. where he was looking for a challenger to step up, and up stepped Mustafa Ali, who demanded a title shot even after uh, Lashley was like. Yeah, you sit over there, kid. I'll I'll see if I can get you one. Ali was great here. Yeah, I agree. Ali's awesome. The bloodline, which is the best thing on SmackDown, um, actually, and by it, it's probably the best thing in WWE, really. Yes, easily so. Um, we're there to hype up that Roman is going to be on the show next week. So next week's an important one. But the ah oh man, the interplay with Sammy and Jimmy was so good. Yeah, and then that followed up when they approached the and basically they were just going to tell all of the Raw stars yeah. that Roman's going to be on the show this week because they just walked out of the street pros to be like, "Did you know <laughs> Roman's going to be here next week?" And you'd better acknowledge like it. in Pokemon when he finds one and press X. Like that's what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And he and then the street profs did a D's nuts thing, and this was cut off by Jimmy who said, "Yeah, just try and say that." Yeah, and Jimmy Jay steps up and be like. Try and finish this. Yeah. Try and finish that and see what happens. Solo Sokoa steps up and be like, I'll have a match with Angelo Dawkins. Mm. I thought the segment was awesome. This promo was bang time. Uh, loved I loved it. A big fan. Yeah. And I'm and I'm I know I've got a burgeoning reputation as a misery guts when it comes to promos <laughs> from this episode alone. Uh but I I yeah, I thought this was like really smart, did the job. Everyone seemed so secure in what they were saying, why they were saying it, what their characters were, their intensity, their chemistry together. It was so delicious. It did the job. That's what promo should look like. Big fan. That led to Bobby Lashley versus Mustafa Ali, which had a tremendous story. They were kind of going for a uh, a wheelie Utah John Moxley style thing mm -hmm. here of like the, the guy that never gives up against the guy who is a big brute force that mm -hmm. is just beating the ever lover piss out of him. And had a really good like count out spot that Bobby Lashley like, just launched, like just knocked him from pillar to post that threw him into the timekeeper's area to get a count out victory because he's just done with this little yeah and i and i know i normally find count outs to just be frustrating because i never believe they're actually going to work and also it tends to be the person lying on the on the map for a bit and then suddenly they get to nine and they spring up and everything's fine this one he was like crawling himself back in and i really vibe with that i thought ali was awesome 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 in this match but unfortunately he got hit with a spear and the hurt lock but ali did not tap out and he refused to tap out and eventually he passed out from the pain and bobby lashley retained all of that in isolation yeah great you had a little moment though i did it a couple of times there's two things here a the crowd did not give this the reaction it deserved and i think that hurt the match and the story they were telling because when ali was trying to get into the ring the crowd were more into bobby lashley winning than they were ali so that means that your story did not work yeah two and the one that annoys me the most and actually this is something you brought up the other week ali did a springboard for a top rope 450 splash to Bobby Lashley's arm. Yeah. And I was like, what a wicked spot that and it is. looks great. Particularly in the story you're telling here of, uh, of Ali being this little pest that Bobby Lashley cannot take down. Because now Bobby's got a weakness and Ali's going to target that weakness and maybe even get some cool near falls out of it. And then Bobby immediately just starts picking him up and throwing him down again and didn't, start, didn't sell the arm at all. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, so what was the point of that spot? To, sh to have a flashy moment to look at in a replay, really. 
But it's just like, it's uh, that is style over substance. Yeah, and I it agree. felt like Ali was doing, going for substance as well as the style. Mm. While Bobby was like, eh, smack And you had this point last week because Bobby like had a, a part, part of his body worked over mm. and then he just started using it again anyway. And they get told us it's it's fine. It is, it is one of my biggest bugbears yeah. because it's such a good... You know, it's just logic. You know, okay, I'm smaller. I, I, he's the champion. I'll cut him off at the knees, except his knee is his arm. Like I will do that. Um, and it was, a, it was a great move. And we, we actually all as fans know what that feels like. It's sometimes it's hard to imagine what a particular. You know, I, I had. Uh, so I once trained to wrestle for a while. Nina Samuels put me in a wrist lock, but like a proper wrist lock to show me specifically where the pain comes from because I was selling it in a weird way. I'd never had that put on me. So suddenly when I get the physical pain, I'm like, oh, that's what that feels like. Ow. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Um, it's hard for us to imagine what these things feel like. We've all accidentally hyperextended ourselves in some way. So we know what that one feels like as well. So then that, and it looked sick. For it to then not go anywhere is quite frustrating. That's that's kind of basic stuff that, that really gets on my, it gets on my crawl. It, it got on my tits a little bit. And uh, the crowd, they, I thought they told a very good story, but the crowd did not get it. Mm. And I hope that they continue on with this story because I think there is magic within Mustafa Ali. Definitely. And I think that it's, you know, it's a, it's a reminder because he had that weird all oh, run with retribution. It's a reminder that ultimately he is a damn fine performer because I really, I really did buy the, you know, plucky on the dog, slap him in the face. Um, like when he ran like straight yeah. out to do that drop kick and actually decided and I also in. bought oh, why great. Bobby was like mad as hell because I would be yeah and that's what and, and it was actually very heel to it was a little bit bash yeah. so, so again another example of like it not vibing is the crowd reacting to that in a positive way yeah. yeah we then had Rollins do the attack that we mentioned earlier and it led into Rollins and Matt Riddle having a face to face mm -hmm. uh, big positive from this the video they show for the fight pit yeah loved that because I wrote that, that down. was a way to introduce this I would argue to 98% yeah. of the people watching this show who have no idea what fight pit is mm -hmm. I thought this was a gr this this video package was needed yeah to put over this stipulation and I get the impression this is Triple H is going to use this as his new Hell in a Cell. Well, yeah, he's trying to make this feel like the new big stipulation that we're only going to bring out once a year. Maybe not even do it once a year. We only bring it out on a very rare occasion to mm. fight it to make it feel like like Hell in a Cell used to feel like. Oh my God, they're doing a Hell in a Cell match, yeah. really? And but, then now again, its teeth been taken away. Yes, I so mean, I, that's my cliche of the week. I think that Triple H wants to use Fight Pit as his new version of that. It reminded me of the Elimination Chamber um, back in the day when they, they were announcing the Elimination Chamber and you really had no idea what it was going to look like, but it sounded kind of weird. Yeah. Hearing Fight Pit and that it's specifically submission and all this stuff, to then see it in action, and I would count myself in the 98% because I didn't and, and don't watch NXT that regularly, so like I wasn't familiar with the examples of it previously. I, I, I think even if you said Fight Pit, people would know there's like a little rim around yeah. the top where you can do, and people fight up there and mm. do moves off it. I think most people just thought it was going to be like a cage match, mm. or you know, like the the Lions Den, like match. which were, were all quite dreadful. Yeah, <laughs> they really were. Yeah, bless Owen Hart. He, oh, did he Ken Shamrock sure tried so tried. hard, but no. Um, so uh, Matt Riddle came out and they had some back and forth here. I thought Rollins' stuff was very good about Matt's kids and the divorce and, mm. and like, you know, oh, you've got a wonderful singing voice. Do you sing your kids sleep? Oh, that's right. You can't do this. However, it's mean. It is, it is <laughs> mean. He, he is it's the baddie. Ealy. 
But Riddle's responses to those were just like, hey, the last time you and your boy Roman were in the ring, he choked you out. I was like, no, the last time they were in the ring, Rollins won. Mm. Like he won by DQ. He's the only person to be have a have a win over Roman Reigns in like three years. Yeah. He is the he's a guy when you come to that. And then he said, you've never never meant to main events of WrestleMania, but your wife has. And I was like, well, A, neither of you, Matt. Mm. And B. Didn't Seth technically main event WrestleMania when he won the title at Mania he's, 31? He's, like, he beat Brock Lesnar to win the Universal Championship. Exactly. And also, he yeah, he did that. I, I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking in. of, yeah, the cash-in. Arguably one of the most iconic WrestleMania, WrestleMania moments of all time. And then Daniel Cormier, yeah. when he does his cameo appearance, brings that up and yeah. says, I saw you win the title in the main event of WrestleMania. So it yeah. completely undermined Riddle's points that he was making here. Yeah, I, I, I thought Rollins came off the segment great. Riddle really, it was not him. It was the it was the material he was given. Yeah. I just don't I also I also, if I can... I know this is this is again me being a bit of a whinger, but I don't like the for me it's like you have a main event at WrestleMania, but your wife has. It's 2022. Don't devalue the women's division like that. It's basically saying like, oh, you're not man enough to write like you know, your wife is better than you. Yeah. Does like, she wear the trousers? In this yeah, don't like that stuff. It's lazy. But beyond that, yeah, if you're gonna, it's it's, it's a little similar to when Bianca is like, um, uh, wh- where have you been? Injured. Injured. You know, you never met a veteran WrestleMania. Neither of you, mate. Your name sounds like the S word. No. Like the plan these. You have you it's like you when, when someone in, in like Bake Off does their bake wrong and it's like you could have practiced this one. You could have practiced this promo. Have a comeback ready. Yeah. Know, plan it. Yeah, and then Cormier shows up on the screen, announces that he's gonna be the special guest referee. Um and I thought it was a bit long, rambly and mm. took a little while to get to the point. Um, but hey, look, I'm not a UFC guy. I'm sure that the, this is enough to appeal to an audience that is outside of the WWE realm. And I think it is a smart, smart move. It doesn't always have to be for little old me. Not all wrestling has to be for one individual, unless you're Vince, Ru- uh, Vince McMahon, know. of course. Um, or Vince Russo in some respects. <laughs> yeah. Um, they all hate wrestling. But um, I, I, I thought that I think Cormier is a great uh, thing here. I just think it was a great promo. I think he'll be around much longer than this. I, I liked it. I didn't. I think he did the job. I think it was in and out. Uh, introduced me to, to Cormier because I don't know UFC. Uh, gave me the idea that he was a serious person. Um, into it, I liked it. Uh, but I thought the segment overall was okay. Uh, the Miz, speaking of okay, uh, was backstage on the phone. So he hasn't seen Champa in weeks, but it's his birthday next week. Oh, and he does not want to see Dexter Loomis in his segments next week. Can we have cake for Miz's birthday next week? I have a feeling that Dexter may be in his birthday segment next week because I <laughs> love playing Where's Wally with Dexter Loomis at this point. I was I was looking behind the, the Miz and I was like, is he in the bag? Is he behind, is he going to come out from the and, and then he came out from behind the door and it was thrilling if there is a cake next week and Dexter Loomis pops out of it I am going to lose my tiny mind he is 100% oh yeah wheel this cake out on stage that Maurice is going to be or maybe maybe you'll you all think he's going to come out of the cake and then he doesn't he comes out somewhere else I'd love here's what I'm suddenly back I'm back in the I'm back in Loomis town I'm here this is is the best thing in the show here is what I want to see Dan I want to see Maurice wheel out a massive cake yeah and the Miz knowing that Dexter Lewis is inside that does a big swan dive on top of the cake and it's a real it's just a cake. cake it's just a cake and he just falls into this massive like 20 tier cake yeah and he's covered in cake and then Dexter Lewis appears from somewhere else and just appears and just comes out 
Miz, that was actually quite embarrassing. And like, and then that, it turns out this is who he is. I, yeah, okay, okay. Dexter Loomis is now officially the best thing on uh, WWE television. In this moment, uh, I've come back around. Let's not go too far. I love Dan. it. Let's I'm not, back in. Let's not I was, go far. I was losing my patience and now I'm 100% back in. Let's not go too far. But Dan. think of that segment. That's Festival of Friendship vibes. I'm hey, all about no, it. No, it is not, Daniel. <laughs> you <laughs> take that I really, back. I really just want, that was me trolling you. I just wanted to see the reaction. <laughs> take that back. <laughs> you know. Um, but it was quite a fun little thing. Yeah. Um, we then had Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. Yeah. Uh, this again ties into the theme of the crowd did not give this the respect that it deserved. Yeah. I, I don't know that they that they warmed the crowd up enough in the match. I think it was a good match. It was a I good think... match. I thought they were trying a lot of stuff in here as well to get the crowd going. But mm. this was a crowd that was like, I don't know who either of these two are. Uh, particularly Candice LeRae, she's brand new. Mm -hmm. Dakota Kai, I think lost a lot of momentum when they didn't win the tag titles, but I've spoken about that enough. And also um, we'd seen Candice have a two-second squash match last exactly, week. Last yeah. week. Had, had she had more of an opportunity to show off what she could do with an open challenge or anything like that. But I, even then, I still think she probably would have got this reaction. Yeah. It's week two. Yeah. It's yeah. week two of the run. You're going to get these sorts of reactions. But she, they had a long match and you, it felt longer because yeah. the crowd were not really into it. I thought it was a decent match. Though. I thought it was actually pretty good. I, I, I really liked a lot of this. And I liked the fact that, um, you know, Dakota winning... Great. Because last I was week. I really worried that Candice was going to win. Because really EO, EO won last week. And so it's like, you can't have the tag team champions eat the pin twice in a row. Like, yeah. you know, you've got to have I was moment. so concerned that Dakota, because I was like, Candice is the brand new toy. Yeah. Like, I think she's going to. And I'm very happy to see Dakota won. Granted, it was off Bailey interference because of a EO distraction. But also, the, they do say, uh, they, they've explained. I don't love them being tied to their partners. And this is this goes for all wrestlers. I don't love them being tied to their partners. But explaining that Candace has been away for an extended period of time, having had a baby, the idea this is her second match back, explains why she maybe lost. She doesn't come off weak. I, I don't think she came off a lot. No. Uh, and actually, it was, a again, kind of a show-long story that uh, Damage Cutrell is a stronger unit yes. because they work together very well, which yes. plays into what we got in the main event. Corey made two uh, Mean Girls references on commentary in this match. Mean I was thrilled about it. And as is apropos, because it, it was, was October 3rd. It was October 3rd. He said, um, the, the one at the close was that um, oh no I've forgotten what they were uh oh oh no damn he did oh no the limit does not exist he said the limit does not <laughs> when, when it comes to the when it comes to the, the talent and scope of damage control the limit does not exist and I popped yeah big fan that is a tremendous Mean Girls reference it was very good oh you go you know some people just go for the obvious stop trying to make fetch happen no no the limit does not exist oh one of my favorite that's lines in the film. so great yeah, it was great it was a big fan yeah. oh man It'd have been only better if she doesn't even go here, which is <laughs> which is my favorite line of the film. My favorite is "And none for Gretchen Wieners." Bye, and it comes so close after "You Go, Glen Coco" that everyone forgets it. <laughs> you go, Glen Coco, is yeah. very good as well. What a film! I know. I watched it last night, as is appropriate for Mean Girls Day. Yeah, uh, are you excited for Lindsay Lohan's Christmas movie? What falling oh. into Christmas? Yeah, starring her and Cordova Street from Glee. Well, I mean, I I said to my wife, it's starring her and little Chris Hemsworth. Put some respect on Cordova <laughs> Street. Thank you very much. Yes, I am excited. I mean, I'm very. I have you know, little Chris Hemsworth. Is Liam Chris Hemsworth? Uh, no, I, Liam, I don't, no, no, Liam, no. Liam Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I just realised what I said. No, no, no. Liam Hemsworth is uh, Budgins. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> you know about the? Do you know my? Have I told you my joke that I'm the fifth most attractive Hemsworth brother? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. there are only three Hemsworth brothers. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, no, I, I think that I'm looking forward to seeing the trailer for it. Uh, but crucially, I hope you're listening to this Netflix when you're editing this thing. Ninety minutes, a in crisp including credits, please. Yeah, yeah. this Agreed. goes towards two hours. We are in trouble. No man. Um, 
But anyway, I thought the match was fine. Johnny Gargano is walking backstage and he passes Dexter Loomis uh, caressing the face of a passed out Miz. Mm. And then he stops and goes, a buh? And he turns around. <laughs> he does. And <laughs> Loomis was not there and Miz was asleep. He wakes up Miz who says, poopy trim. And he's got a little drawing of him that Dexter Loomis has made. And it's him with a birthday cake with Dexter Loomis there. And then Johnny goes, oh, Dexter. He literally did that. On television. It's not as good as, oh man, we rule. Oh, nothing ever is. I still die now on that. Uh, Bailey cut a promo on Bianca Belair, and we got a tribute to Antonio Inoki, which is very nice. Got a promo ahead of a promo. Yep. Uh, we then got Johnny Gargano versus Otis. Might have been my favorite match on the night, actually. Really delicious. Loved this. The interference and distraction yeah. off the back of one other and actually two we've had in the night mm-hmm. was a bit like i get it and then we got it in like the next two matches after it was like okay i get it theory was also very entertaining on comms yes yeah. uh, but i thought the actual in-ring stuff yeah. between gargano and otis was absolutely delightful because this was gargano doing all of his quickness all of his great wrestling and then otis shutting him down mm. with his brute strength and sex education tips <laughs> that he gives to his classmates I'm so it's the high. only other person I can think of called Otis. Yeah. <laughs> what about Otis who used to do CBBC? Is oh. that a little bit before your time? Uh, might have been after, a bit after time. my time. Yeah. I am a hundred. And I'm so young. <laughs> so um, the um yeah, I'm I could I'm so high on Alpha Academy. It's not even so funny. great. I, I'm obsessed with them. Gotta love to, love to see the winners attack. It's just because it's so but here's the thing is that they can lose week after week after week, and I currently don't care because they're always gonna be good. Yeah. They're always gonna deliver in the ring. Chad Gable in the following match. Oh my god. And I and, and in a bronze. <laughs> like I yeah I'm a big fan and so to have them wrestle someone I actually care about in, in Gargano I'm high on Gargano as well I could watch this again and again and again this was so so great I thought that Gargano was awesome I thought Otis was super yeah it's a real shame that they had Braun Strowman bury him a couple of weeks ago when yeah. he won that two-on-one handicap match and powerbombed. I really think that was such an error, mm. particularly because I think it had they not done that and Otis won it, like it would have been really great for Otis. I think that loss has actually hurt. I mean, I think a lot of the tag losses really hurt Otis. Mm. And I think we may be trying to rebuild him. Yeah. And I'm all for that because I think he's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, Theory and Gargano, sorry, Theory and Chad Gable got involved for the finish, so Otis won. Uh, it's actually the exact same finish, which was one person strikes referee and the other person does the interference. And then they start beating down Gargano after the match when Braun! And this match was quite boring, Well, with his... the exception of Chad Gable being awesome. Yes, which, I mean, cut and paste for the rest of time because Chad Gable is awesome. I personally, if I was booking this, Braun comes down, especially, and I thought this was about to happen. Braun comes down, has a little bash. Um, I can look over the fact that he's cumbersome af, um, and drags or rather throws Gable into the ring. Tells the referee, ring the bell right now. Run through him, job done. One, two, three. And Gable was surprised. Doesn't really happen. Braun can just be strong and go away. Came back from the break and they were still wrestling and actually Chad was in control and I was yeah. like, "What's happened here?" Because I would say... Otis threw him over the, um, the 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 commentary desk during the break and then yeah. he was ejected from ringside because more interference. Yeah, I that German suplex. That well, this is the thing. So Braun Grant, mm. if Braun just has to run around the ring and knock people over, yeah. it's five out of five. He does it right more or less every time. Sixty percent yeah. of the time it works every time. Yeah, and if he's just there doing like running over people, it's all great. When he has to sell, yeah. it is actively bad. Right. And I think he is 
bad at selling. Mm, I agree. And, I, and when, especially when he's selling for a smaller guy. Yeah. He can, Otis can do that. Otis showed in the previous match, he can do it brilliantly. Braun is no different to Omos when it comes to selling. Mm. The, and natural, the pair of them are just cumbersome lads. The natural uh, comparison is Chad Gable and Kurt Angle, obviously. Angle doesn't feel, they never felt small in the same way that Braun did. And maybe that's just because, uh, sorry, Chad does. And maybe that's just because he was wrestling against people also about his size and he just generally was a little bit taller. I, um, while Braun is bad at selling, I think Chad doing that German, it got a big part. But, well, that's the thing. I, I said in my essay review, it was the lone highlight of this match yeah. was that German suplex because it was spec. Spectacular. Uh, Chad pushed Chad Gable to the moon. I love him. And I also, there was also a little bit later on in the show where he pulls, he's good with comedy. He's good with, in the ring. He can back it up. I love Chad Gable. So great. Uh, I'm going to actually highlight what someone's just said in the chat. Imagine having a once in a lifetime talent like Chad Gable used as a setup for Strowman versus Amos, <laughs> which is what we are going to be getting because Amos was watching from backstage. Mm. Oh dear. Uh, we got Lashley announcing that the title will be on the line next week against Seth Rollins. And then yeah. we got the contract signing with Bianca Belair and Bailey, where a lot was said, but really not a lot happened. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite thing on this actually was the QR code on the back of the contract, which I thought was a really, really nice subtle touch, way better than the one they did earlier in the night, which was just like, it's in your face. This was a proper subtle one. This reminded me of like the early days of the QR mm. code thing, which I thought was so much nicer than it yeah. being a huge thing on the screen. It was like a proper in-world one. It's like, you know. I think it's so yeah. much, I think it's smarter yeah. than, than some of the other ones that they have done. And there was a little ripple in the crowd as well. Like, oh, it was quite exciting. Uh, but really this was just, it was Bailey cutting a promo, the sort of promo she's cut on Bel Air. Throughout the tutorial, and then Bel Air cutting a promo. And I know Bel Air comes off as unlikable in a lot of her promos. Mm. I feel, and I, I, I did, I agree completely. I did like, however, Bailey saying, um, "They're doing the, the they'll leave you." Yeah, because we got a lot of similarities. Yeah. I used to have a ponytail too. She says, while still having a ponytail. That was not a ponytail, dude. No pigtails. Well, that's two ponytails. No, it's, those are different things. No pigtails. She also said, I'm sorry, I know said, that it's a touchy subject because you don't have hair, but um, yeah, those are pigtails. She also said, I used to have a ponytail at the side. I was like, well, your pigtails are at the side. No, <laughs> Luke, it's different hair. Anywho, Bailey used this uh, to have a video distraction because we love our distractions here. And it was uh, the rest of Damage Control beating down and friends backstage. And then Belair ran down to save and friends. And Asuka's leg was caught in a chair. And Bliss challenged EO to a match and was terrible in her acting. Oh, she was really very bad. Awful. My wife laughed uproariously at the, the display of acting that Alexa Bliss gave here. The and amount she, of space oh, left. And she that was the first thing my wife said. My wife, my wife works in TV and she was like, my God, like no TV show would ever do this. Nope. No, dead TV, air. no TV show would ever allow this to happen. The only person who leaves this amount of dead air is Listrus. And <laughs> <laughs> political comedy. Political. That's satire for oh. you folks. Um no, she like she just says this long pause. And my, my wife just kept saying, like, why was the pause so long? Yeah. It, like, fill that silence. And also, it was... <sighs> and it was a real line of, like, with it. What, what's my line again? Yeah, it very much felt like, what's my line? Am I live? Am I going? And someone... I, all I can imagine is someone behind the camera going... It's like, yeah, it, it did. And again, but it's it's so frustrating because Alexa Bliss is so, so good! Lovely. But this, this was knee good. 
Uh, we then got Solo Sokoa versus Angelo Dawkins. I thought it was decent action, but it was all about the story. Mm. All the stuff they were doing around ringside because it's the best thing in WWE right now. It's the war between Sammy and Jey Uso. This was delicious. God, it was so, so good. This was so, so great because Sammy, want, as an honorary Uso, as part of the bloodline, wants to be a hype man. Yeah. And Jay just keeps being like, I think you find he's my brother. Mm. So you just know your role. Take a step back. Yeah. I'll be the person to do this. Yeah. And it even led to a point where Sammy got up on the apron to hype up Solo Sokoa. And Jay gets up on the apron to shout at Sami Zayn to get down, stop trying to do this, mm. which distracted the referee. And they missed Solo Sokoa getting a pin. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which is lovely. It's delicious for two reasons. A, Solo Sokoa had a pin that was missed and he got a visual pin. We could have actually threw up in the air who's going to win this yeah. match. But B, you could make the argument. Jay was the one that cost him that pin there. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Sammy. It was Jay getting up on the apron that distracted the referee. So Sammy was fine here. Yeah. But uh, Jay yeah. was the problem. Yeah. Oh, I, I, there is so much about this whole match that I found delicious. So great. Including, but not limited to Solo having a strop. Solo having yeah. a strop. Like he, 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 him going out of the ring and grabbing a chair and like really stropping it about. Because he's a greenhorn. He's new. Like, he's not as experienced as the Usos. He's not as chill and I've got this as Roman. Even as Sammy. He's he's new. And so his temper is a chink in the bloodline's armor. It is uh, fascinating that how, how, how rich and how interesting this narrative is. The, the I, And again, oh my God, that lovely bit earlier on with Jay and... Oh, Jay, with Jimmy and... And, um, and Sammy. And so, the, which, oh. is, which is furthered here because when Jay is... Coming for Sammy, Jimmy's over there like, oh, I don't, I don't, I, is it, the guilt he's feeling, it's delicious. It's just, this is, I could eat this for days because it also is the first time we've really seen Sammy go, dude, what? What? Yeah. I'm in, I'm an honorary, I'm in. You can't just get over it. Like, I'm helping. Yeah. It's so tasty. I love it so, it's so, so much. It's so complete, it's so rich. When I and I, I have criticized elsewhere narratives being a little bit wonky and a little bit wobbly, and what's the point and what's your motivation? The motivations of all members of the bloodline here are so, so good, so well crafted, so complete. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot say enough good things about this bloodline storyline. I, I love it so, so much. Yeah. And you thought that maybe because of that distraction that he got the visual pin that was going to give Dawkins a chance to win. And Dawkins does this big dive to the outside mm. and takes out both of the Usos. But Sammy is left standing. And Sammy is the one to distract Angelo Dawkins long enough to allow Solo Sokoa to recover. So when Dawkins gets back in the ring, Solo hits the spinning Solo mm -hmm. for the win. Sammy then gets in the ring and he's the one that gets to raise Solo Sokoa's hand. It furthers everything you're doing with, with Jay. It furthers everything you're doing with Jimmy. furthers everything you're doing with Solo. This, this whole segment just furthered a storyline. And that yeah. right there is... That's what you want from the same. That's wrestling. That's what it's great. That's my problem I've had with the Miz and Dexter Loomis yeah. thing. I've been in chapter one. I've been in verse one of that story since this thing started. Mm. Every single Bloodline segment furthers this story along. It really does. And I think what I loved is, is the fact that it's it's a we could have lost rather than a we lost. Because that keeps them within. It's like we didn't lose. We could have lost, but we didn't. It's the, so things, yeah. are, things are fine. Just, you know... Bleh. That you point, I hadn't thought about this. You, you pointing out the fact that Jay is the one that maybe caused the issue is so tasty. I cannot wait for their segment next week. Yeah, that is the thing I'm looking forward to the most about yeah. the season premiere episode. Is it's the bloodline in full force, and the bloodline stuff is great. 
But when Roman is in that, mm. those segments, it just becomes a whole new thing. It really does. And that, what, that segment where they take the t-shirt off that yeah. we had with Sammy. Oh, one of, yeah. Oh, it's, it's one of my favorite segments of the year. The 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 What we were talking about, uh, was it last week, about where how long do we keep this going on for? How, mm. how soon is too soon to, to split them? I don't know. I don't know. And that's incredible. Yeah. I can't tell. I, I know it's going to combust, but I don't know how, and I don't know what the fallout is going to be. And I love that. Edge cut a promo. Now, before we left to come to this uh, studio here to record, Tempest shouted out to us, say nice, thing about, say nice things about Edge's promo. And I turned back to him and said, why? <laughs> and he said, because I saw on Twitter, that was the thing people were talking about the most, is how good Edge's promo was. And I am shocked by that because this was a promo of very little well, <laughs> well so so to appease tempest he didn't fluff a line he didn't fluff a line the, the, the thing is about edge is that he is such a he he cares so much he's such a consummate wrestling it's his he eats sleeps, and breathes it right so he knows what he's doing and he also loves his character work part of what made early judgment day fluff about a little bit was because of what was it the mountain of omnipotence and mountain of Om- yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a little bit too worthy no, a little bit too serious no one knew what the group was yeah what he was saying in this promo was along those lines but it would the substance of it what he's saying about i ain't got long left and i'm wasting a lot of my time on the judgment day and my kids hear me crackle my bones down the stairs and like i i had a a run that was shortened and i've worked my ass off to get back here and i'm i'm almost wasting my time on judgment day even ray's like gone off i get it i found that to be really compelling i did there's just something in the delivery of it that makes it feel a little bit like yeah all right edge like come on come on do you know what i mean it's the same promo the same style of promo he's been cutting since he came back yeah that way he's in the corner of a ring yeah. and like it is like almost beat for beat the same delivery that he does in his promos which is very good i'm mm. not going to take that away from you so he's an excellent promo but water is also wet and even down and, to him <laughs> please carry on and i so i just think that like it's it was a it was a good promo but I'm, I'm kind of looking at it now, and I think it stems from what happened earlier in the show. I'm more into Judgment Day than I am Edge. Wild. And I'm, I'm more into what Balor's doing with AJ than I am what Edge is doing with him. I'm so bored of seeing Edge feud with Judgment Day. Kind of like what Edge was saying in the I, promo. I hope that what we get is Finn winning the, the match, and it causing Edge to have a major identity crisis that causes him to completely change his character again in a way that is far away from the Judgment Day and far away from what he did. I, I want... I think Edge is amazing. You made an Is Edge Actually Good video and I was involved because I stand Edge. I think Edge is great. But I I think he's just been a little bit... He's a wheel, a cog in the machine yeah. or whatever the phrase is. Like, I actually I, and, forgot I did that video. Yeah, I, I never forget because I was involved. Um, I, I um, yeah, I don't know. He's just been sort of spinning his wheels or whatever the, that, that kind of cliche is. And I would like him, because he doesn't have long, to have a little bit of bite to him, to have a little bit of something to have a little bit of character work, do something different. I love his theme music. I love Edge and all of this business and the come on. But we've done that. You know, do something. Do something exciting that you were kind of doing and then you got, you know, yeah. shafted. Because creative had different ideas. Yeah. Uh, and our main event was Alexa Bliss versus EO Sky. It uh, sure was. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, right, so I'm, I'm watching this match, right? There's like 15 minutes left of the show. We had the Solo Sikoa Angelo Dawkins match. Yeah. Then we had an ad break. We came yeah. back from that ad break and Edge cut a promo and they promoted that Rome was on the show next week. We yeah. went to an ad break and I was like, for God's sake. Yeah. 
So I'm like, fast forward and fast forward. And I was like, there's 15 minutes of the show. Now, at least this is the final 15 minutes of the show. I was really tired and like done with watching the show at this point. Really. And I, I was done. And then in this, then another ad break. And I was yeah. like, come on. I mean, granted, yeah, I need to get, I could fast forward a little bit more. And that means I can get to the end of the show quicker. But I was like, we didn't need another ad break here in these last America. 15 minutes. It, it's America needs to sort itself they out. They love their ad breaks. I've said it once and I've said it a thousand times. <laughs> America, sort yourselves out. Thank God someone's brave enough to say it. Yeah. Know? I just think that's the, it's their number one issue right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. this match was, yeah, an EO one. Yeah. After you guessed it, distraction from an interference from Dakota Kai and Bailey. Um, I, I thought the the final angle was grand, but it was an angle I saw last week or two weeks ago. This didn't feel like the big ending go home angle. Yeah, for the I liked the match. I thought it was better than Alexa's last match um, with Bailey. I thought I, I think Alexa's great. I think Eo's great. I I it was a perfectly good match for the first hour. Rule, yes, or even the not the hour. just not the main event, but the main event, and even the even the closing moment was the was good for uh, the middle of the show on the go home episode. But as the closing statement, the the beatdown wasn't intense enough. It wasn't surprising enough. It was it was quite standard. Um, and then, yeah. But however, and this is where I then reflect on the show as a whole mm -hmm. because I think a lot of the show we talked about having some really positive. Stuff I think I've 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 been you know I've been critical of other things I've been praising lots. When I look at the show overall as being a little bit like average, why? And I think it's because when you look at the complete picture, where do I move things? What ultimately comes to the end? The pacing of the show was a bit peculiar. Ending on this note was a little bit of a of a a, a damp squib. But what would have been the main event? like final image on the go home show because the bloodline aren't competing so it can't be that mm -hmm. we saw judgment day close the show last week and it would just been the same thing twice would it be the face-off with with the rollins and and riddle maybe but but that was a little bit then you're sending with daniel cormier yeah and that doesn't have the effect that it could do because he's not there physically just an odd paced show for a go home show admittedly a b-level premium live event but one that I'm very excited for and one they paper. want a lot of eyes for. I think it's going to be a great show. Yeah, especially if because the White Rabbit stuff that we did get during the show does point to Extreme Rules. We have questioned whether or not they were going to keep it going longer. The um, the, co the coordinates suggest Wells Fargo. That said, they, they could shock us again. I mean, yeah, they, they've been coordinates for other builds that have just been yeah. tuned into SmackDown. Yeah. So like, there is every chance that Extreme Rules, it's watch for tomorrow. I hope because, not. Because, and I, I said this on the predictions video, it's the season premiere. What bigger thing could you do than the reveal of the White Rabbit on Raw? And like, more people are going to be watching I, Raw I'm than the, they are watching the pay-per-view. However, if I'm in the writer's room wondering when to pull the trigger, the remember when they had Rousey debut at Royal Rumble? Mm -hmm. All the attention that got. Obviously, this would be quite the same thing because it's not a massive crossover star. The 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 word of mouth from the pay per view leading leading people to watch the the season premiere. I think it would be more valuable to premiere Extreme Rules. I'm very excited for Extreme Rules to pull it back in. I just don't know where in the show. Yeah, I, that this segment should have gone. Like it's it was it was odd. Ollie and I have a very big discussion about this in the prediction show tomorrow, which mm. I think a lot of people will enjoy. <laughs> uh, overall, I gave this show four out of five um, because I thought that every segment that was designed to hype the pay per view 
did so mm. and I think did a uh, either a really good job or a good job at doing so. I'm on a three out of five because I think, I think that more the pacing was was a bit odd for me as a, as a complete picture. But, you know, I, so, I agree with that. Sometimes, and this is peeling about the curtain somewhat, I will just say four out of five because the comments won't be mean to me. <laughs> Have a backbone. Because, well, if I say three out of five, people think I hate the show yeah. because they don't listen to what I'm actually saying. They just hear the result at <laughs> the end, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you to our wonderful Patreon pledge hammers. Let me hit that Hall of Fame music. Thank you for being our wonderful pledge hammers thank over on our Patreon. And thank you for being a friend. Tomorrow is the Patreon mailbag episode. It's myself and Pete Quinnell this month going through your wrestling questions. And then next week, it will be the Wrestle Talk Behind the Scenes podcast. Myself, Pete, Ollie, and Tempest talking about all the behind the scenes machinations of uh, working here. And then uh, the week after that will be the next edition of Wrestle Talk After Dark. What a show it was last month. Will it be the same show again? Andy's not on it, so thankfully not. Um, <laughs> it was Wrestle Talk After Dark After Dark, is what it, it was. It really was, yeah. And then it will be Wrestle Talk Extra at the end of the month, where Ollie and I review a classic wrestling pay per view. The suggestions are currently open for our $25 and above backers, and they include what's this loads? We have got. Halloween Havoc 96, No Mercy 03, Ooh. ECW Anarchy Rules 2000, Battleground 2013, Bound for Glory 2005, <laughs> come on Bound for Glory 2005, Rhino wins the title, Halloween Havoc 2000, Bragging Rights 09, Halloween Havoc 97, and Judgment Day 1998. <gasps> Ooh. So, some very interesting like ones Judgment in there. Day, I, looking at that list, if I was to make an early prediction, I think Battleground 2013 is going to be a big, big one. I think I, at the end of the last episode, I was urging people to vote for Bound for Glory 2005 if someone nominated it. I don't know how much weight that carries. Mm. But I hope people will vote for Bound for Glory 2005 because I love that show. Yeah. And it's not even that great. But <laughs> if that ain't you, some up. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, yeah. So uh, we'll have the poll open for that in the next few days. But if you are one of our $25 above or more pledge hams on Patreon, you get your name shouted out on this very podcast and the podcast that follow. Like the $100 man, CD Horfair. Angelic Angelo Mercado. The Kessel Run DX Solo. Double L, Liam Leonard. Mad Mac, the Meat Father. Have an argy bargy margy bargy. Abominable Michael Abbott. Ryan Disco Stewart. The Roller Costa, Robert Acosta. Chris, the Cypriot Sensation Petru. He's no jackass, Dano. Fantastic, Mr. Good Old Fox. And that is your Hall of Fame class for October 4th. Can you believe it's October 4th, 2022? Uh, right, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats, if I can get them up on my screen. I can. Tyler Robinson, who's been a member for three months, 13 months in a row, he said, I'd love to see Seth winning the US title. Then either Sammy or Solo go after it on behalf of the bloodline. Uh, yeah, because it was weird that, that Solo got it um, and... 
both got the North American title and then had to give it back because I thought oh, they were going for a dominant odd. But then again, I, I guess the idea that. that they can't have him be on the show, does he lose it? Blah, 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 blah. I get it. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick, I would pick Sammy. Yeah. I, I, Sammy would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Like Sammy wanting to have a title so mm. he feels. And again, like... it would, it would, it would. PJ off. Oh, wouldn't it just? Uh, the legit man says, if Rollins wins the US title next week, will he be able to elevate it to main event status on Raw while there is no wild title? Yes, he can. He's done it once before. Mm. Uh, Kevin here says, uh, they put a big focus on Bianca having no friends during the beatdown. Not apart from. And friends. And friends. With... Bianca and friends. Exactly. Who just sort of stood there in the background for a while until they get to do some bad acting. Uh, so either Bailey wins, Becky returns to help Bianca, or Banks and Naomi return to help Bianca to set up a match against Damage Control or possibly the War Games match. I think it's going to be Asker and Bliss. I think they're going to valiantly walk down to try and make the save. But you know what? Banks and Naomi's not the worst shout either. Mm. Though, if you're bringing back Bray, I don't think you want to bring. I don't think you want to do three returns on the same show, particularly because one of them is going to overshadow the other. Especially because. Uh... Sasha and Naomi are doing very well for themselves outside. It could create big headlines. Yeah. So don't 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 bury your lead, you know? Uh Goss, just all kinds of stuff, says, Hey guys, love your review. Um, I just wanted to ask, I know you said you won't uh, do reactions to WWB pay-per-views, but I would love to see a reaction to Extreme Rules with every match coming with a stip and the White Rabbit Tees. I feel like it is a must-see show. Well, we won't be doing live reactions for it, unfortunately, but we will be doing the podcast review the following day, which actually, I'd argue, is, is better. Mm. Uh, a, a little time to reflect. A bit of time to reflect. I'll get to watch it in the morning. Yeah. And it doesn't create toil again in the office here. Um, toil again? Yes, yeah, so a toil. Time off in lieu, which is what oh. we get when we work like a weekend, essentially. Because gotcha. we're working like Saturdays and Sundays, which means that's two days. Oh, I remember there was toil. a period where like nobody oh, was in God, for was a whole week. Well, it was during the pandemic. Yeah. Really. Like we were, all of us were doing like live, particularly me and Laurie were doing all the live reactions. And before I knew it, by the end of the year, I had like 20 days of toil that I had to take <laughs> before the end of the year. And I hadn't taken them because yeah. you can't take them otherwise. Like yeah. there's just no. There's no time in our busy schedules to do that. Functionally, it's a, it's an odd one. Functionally, it's very difficult. Yeah. And next week, because we've got Blood on the Clock Tower yeah. live yeah. and all of this, like it's just going to create incredible amounts of toil. Mm. So, but I think the, the review will be more than sufficient. I, uh, I think so. there's going to be a lot to talk about. And after you've had time to think about it, it's going to be a good show. Uh, BennyBoy004 said, I've got a fun idea for Extreme Rules. Edge comes out doing his brood-like entrance again. Then the lights go out and we get a Judgment Day version of the demons who beat Edge. I, well, here's the thing is, and I like that, Benny Boy. However, I think Trips and Vinnie Mac are very, very different people. And Trips is smart enough to know that the demon is not a character. And it's just Finn Balor likes to wear makeup when he does big pay-per-view matches. There was even a BBC documentary about Finn where he explained that in no uncertain terms. It was about channeling certain parts of his energy it's not it's not a separate character it's not a separate character but yeah. vince mcmahon because he doesn't understand things yeah. just made it a separate character and actually i think ruined it i don't think that i don't think that it would mm -hmm. i was gonna say i don't think that it, it, it serves the story and then i realized that if edge's thing is i don't quit and we're trying to build finn up to be the best of the best maybe there's an argument to be made for it also and as actually it's just been pointed out in the chat it has been a year because it was extreme rules last year where he oh. got killed by uh roman uh, don't well, and and god well <laughs> don't overdo it don't um don't overuse the demon and it becomes sweeter is this the moment for it i don't know but that, that's a good shout Damien Drake said, so Bianca has no backup Saturday? If only there were two women who would have a reason to go after the Women's Tag Team Championship and have history with Bailey that could come to her aid. 
but I guess there's no one in the company right now who fits that uh, description. I, I, I don't... Mm, why would they go... I mean, other mm, why would they go for Bianca? But then I can think of a bunch of reasons why they go for Bianca. Well, to help Bianca, certainly, because they're going after Bailey. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. why, why would they come and help to, Bianca? To help it. And, it, and it, I think it's less to help Bianca, but more, more to, to have a go at, because yeah. Yeah, they'd have their own grudge. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. And actually, you have sort of left the door open slightly. Yeah. again, like, I just come back to it, like, it's a return if you do it their returns are going to be so massively overshadowed yeah. by white rabbits I, I think it's the uh, yeah it's almost like if we get one we won't get the other um and i don't know what if that's a return that i would have on a raw mm-hmm. do you know what i mean on a season premiere yeah i mean that's a that's a brilliant that's a great time to do it there's a lot of factions uh Cobb says guys stop calling him dom he's clearly a sub nice uh also and that that makes me hungry now i want a sandwich <laughs> al uh arc Arctolertry? <clears throat> yeah it's so frustrating to watch bobby no sell every attack on him miz and champa beat him up for a solid five to ten minutes before the match and he no sold that then he ruined a great spot by ali this week also riddle said he'd kill a guy what a great baby face. Guy. he did he said in the fight pit i am going to kill you don't say kill you say destroy you Say ruin you. Well, you know, Vince McMahon's not there to ban certain words anymore, I, so but... they can now say whatever the hell they down, please. Practice. Yeah. <laughs> Have a plan. Um, D Matic made it said, uh, who are the top five lower mid-card wrestlers that you would like to have a major push in the near future? My picks are Ali, Cedric Alexander, T-Bar, Robert Root, and Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, three of those, actually four of those were on my list as well. Champa in a huge way. Yeah. I, I also vibe with Robert Roode. I'm a bit, oh, I love glorious Robert Roode. Like, I, come on. That's what I'm asking him to come back. Yes. When Robert Roode makes his return, he goes back to being Bobby Roode. Yeah. And he comes back as, and you know, it's Triple H, so it's every chance he comes back as glorious Bobby Roode. I don't mind Robert Roode with the Tom Selleck moustache as long as I get glorious and as long as I get that push. How do you feel about moustaches? Uh, I think that, most people who wear them think they can pull them off and just cannot. But one of them who absolutely can is Robert Bruce. <laughs> what would uh, would you ever have a moustache of your own? Uh, I did during the pandemic uh, try and Jack Sparrow my beard uh, mm. for fun. I even dyed it, but I ended up looking like sort of Tony Stark with a wasting <laughs> disease. But if, um, you ju- if you just had like just a tash... What, you, what are you, you asking me? Like, I don't know if I'm, there's I'm, a... I'm, I'm, just, I'm just curious. I, I'm just curious, Dan. I've never asked you before about your, your mustache takes. I'm, I, I just feel like what's going to happen is I'm going to go to bed and then the, the, the WrestleTalk team are going to come in in the middle of the night and sh- like we're at a sleepover and shave. If we go for WrestleTalk camp, mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up with a mustache. Camp WrestleTalk, please. Excuse me. <laughs> My apologies. We haven't had our getaway for a little while yeah. yet, but you know, camp there's, there's always next year. Yeah. Uh, we have then got uh, Chris saying, Hi guys, I liked the Alexa and EO match. All the White Rabbit stuff, seemingly all over Alexa's segments, mm. including right at the end of the show, going to purple. But why do they have her lose again and get beaten up? Uh, she broke her finger, apparently, according to her Instagram. Oh dear. Uh, I've broken my finger before. Have you? Yeah. I, during uh, speaking of Lindsay Lohan's Christmas movie mm. last year, or the year before, rather, I was watching um, the, the is it the holiday? Emma Roberts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's dreadful and very bad. Not and a then, good movie. No, very bad. And then uh, my McDonald's arrived. And I wanted to go downstairs, but the the in the hallway the light broke, and then I slipped, and then it was, and I fell down the stairs, and I I broke my oh, finger, man. and it, it was like for a long time. Uh, so it's a painful thing. So if she has done, apologies for that, Alexa. However, um, it was at the beginning when Candace said, "Hey, yes, it was um, there." And I think you could 
because I, I some people uh, said that the the lights out bits in a few weeks back when she had a match with Bailey. Yes, but I think that was more of a technical error. There was it. also a, there was a moment in this match where they it did go to purple, but I think it was the same background as Bianca's awful AI. Uh, the lips thing yeah i just think it's more like so i think it was the, an accident the, the, the tease is more like the qr codes yeah. as opposed to sort of lighting things yeah however and i mentioned this in the predictions video if you go to bring bring bray back in a match easy for you to say bring bray back mm -hmm. in a match that's at extreme rules alexa bliss is sort of on the card if she is there with bianca belair oh, so too messy i think it's messy as well and if i'm bringing back bray white you know what i'm not doing putting him with alexa bliss that's ain't that the truth but hey you know some people can read reddit is a weird place that's that a good question to think about probably don't have time for it where does bray come back on the extreme rules if if we're gonna oh, well, checking out the prediction show tomorrow uh, I will hot tag to you. Okay, fine. Uh, Hannah Allen says, Hello, lovelies. Big hello to the professor. Hi. Uh, I don't get to watch live bloody time zones, but the boys officially addressing the changes in the last Dynamite had me like, I don't think I've ever said initial official hello. So hello, Dan. Welcome. Lots of love. Hashtag jam that jam. Thanks very much. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, welcome back, says, I just want to say that Dan has been a great addition to the WrestleTalk. Oh, thank you for tagging me in for these ones. Um, I was wondering if Dan could give me a visual <laughs> copy in the tone in which Monday Night Raw made him feel this week. And Luke, hashtag Team Bluey. Um, how did Raw make me feel this week? Here's your coffee. That was good. Yeah? That was good, man. Actor. Kevin says, I was thinking that while watching the news, imagine Drew selling the fireball and Corey having to explain it on commentary. I think the... The heat burned Drew's face. <laughs> AEW Revolution 2021. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in all fairness, the the Revolution 2021 ending was way worse than the Fireball. But, that's the uh, um, that's the, the the exploding barbed wire death match, which uh, my friend who doesn't watch wrestling saw and was like genuinely gutted for oh, them. So I was gutted beyond. Yeah, belief. really upset. Um, um, but yeah, I I let's not let's not pretend that the Fireball was it, not bad it did not it did not work it did fireballs not. have never worked do you remember that one that burned china's face off well i mean i was gonna say do you remember the halloween havoc 98 no. where hogan's trying to light a fireball uh and he, the, the thing won't go and then it eventually does go and just burns his own mustache <laughs> <laughs> don't do fireballs in wrestling everybody it just doesn't work uh renee portner says this sunday 10 2 marked the first day since it was just Ollie that I missed in Wrestle Talk News Brief. It was due to American Sports Ball in London. Just wanted to let you all know. Oh, oh. yeah, NFL. Thank you very much, Renee. You've watched every single Wrestle Talk News uh, since it was just Ollie. That's a remarkable achievement because yeah. that's a lot of number of years. So, congratulations to you. And a little visit to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to watch the NFL. I think valid. Fair play. Uh, John Rye, Luke, yesterday I was watching the Monday Night War and my girlfriend walked in as you yelled, I just came. <laughs> Then I nervously drop my phone. Have a lovely day, gents. By the way, I like it when the handsome one says delicious. Much love from Puerto Rico. Which one's the handsome one? We both said delicious a number of times. <laughs> I think you might have a little crush on Lucian over there. You're just sure. replaying that one clip of you saying oh that God. over and over. I, 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 I couldn't help myself. All my rivalries ruin all of my segments. I, I just came. <laughs> uh, and Jig Jickle says... Don't watch Raw or that many movies, but I just really enjoy you two. Ah, first time Ultra Chat. Luke, what's your take on 8mm? Dan, which golden girl are you? Much love from Maryland. I like to think I'm uh, Rue. I'm not. I'm, I'm B. Arthur. Let me see when something about 8mm is in like, the thriller movie from the 90s. Probably. Yeah. It's all right. 
Oh, it's it's it's, a, it's an all right film. It's like I love that I love that the the Golden Girls return to prominence is is requiring people to be like, which Sex and the City girl are you? No, no, which Golden Girl are you? That's far more entertaining. Uh, do you know which Sex and the City girl I am? Uh, your Stanford Blatt, uh, New York. Thanks uh, for watching the show. Uh, and lastly, Kevin here said, I don't know if this has been brought up, but what happened to Rhea's title match? Is she not clear to complete compete? Rather, she she hasn't really been physical. At all? No, she had. Yeah. Oh, apart from like doing, you know, the odd move on the outside. She'll do moves too. She'll people, do moves. She'll never yeah. get. She'll never take. Yeah, you're right. I forgot she was supposed That's to have really... that title match, wasn't she? And remember that time Austin was on the show all the time, but he was severely injured. And we didn't yeah. really. Smart. At least she's not off TV. Yeah. But anyway, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Thank you all so much for watching. Um, on the eight millimeter thing, I think if you're going to watch a '90s movie, that's watch Conair. Okay. I think everyone. Do you know what? That is your homework for today, everyone. Go and watch yourself, Conair. It's on Disney Plus, so go and watch Conair. It is probably the best movie the 1990s ever produced, outside of maybe Twister, which is also an incredible film. Did you watch any films in the 90s? Those are the only two that you. No, I just think they're two of the best, like of summer blockbuster movies. I think those are like peak. My friend, have a second watch of Spice World with me. <laughs> I mean, it was the same year as, as uh, Con Air. 25th anniversary this year. It is, isn't yeah. it? They're doing a re-release of the, the second album, right? I hope so. And they, in fact, they are doing. Yeah. I would love them to do uh, Spice World and IMAX is what I'm after. But, um... <laughs> because he meatloaf in IMAX. <laughs> One of his finest hours. But anyway, thank you all so much for watching. If you have made it this far, please do press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe as well. And uh, leave a comment in the comments down below uh we'll be back tomorrow on this channel in a excuse me pre-recorded video of me and ollie davis giving our predictions for extreme rules this coming weekend then on thursday myself and ollie davis will be reviewing aew dynamite the anniversary is it, it oh is. it is it's the anniversary edition mjf is doing a wrestle he's doing a wrestle against wheelie Utah. Mm. um there's a lot of tasty stuff actually mm. on that week's show uh and then on friday it'll be this week's blackpool content club and on saturday Tempest and Sat, I think, are reviewing SmackDown and SmackDown season premiere. SmackDown season premiere, and well, as well as AEW Crampage. Goodness. So hopefully, Tempest will start the stream on time this time and not do a the show for forty minutes and not actually press go live. He didn't do that. He did. Him and Sat just sat here and did a show, not realizing that they weren't live. That's so funny. He even read out Ultra Jets. That's and so funny. I have never felt so bad oh, for him. Bless. On a Saturday. I know, on a Saturday yeah. as well. He really beat himself up over it. And like, I was like, it. there's no need. I've done way worse on this very channel. <laughs> but thank you all so much for watching. We will see you then. Jam that jam, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.